Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to Uncut Sports Talk, featuring your host, Rhino, Brian Casher. I've known for a long time that you have no clue about baseball, and you literally go into a little room that's set up Moneyball style. You got four-eyed Bill in there, reading off algorithms about players' talents, successes, whatever you guys punch into those things, you know, skills. But for Christ's sake, can you move away from the computer one time and let me enlighten you on something? We won 100 fucking games in the regular season last year. 100. We got our tits absolutely blown off in the postseason. And let me enlighten you on something else. Judge Plain and your co-host, Paz. The NFL is a joke. Um... The players, I feel bad for the players, honestly. Like, there's a lot of guys that probably, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys on that New Orleans team that, you know, are, are the 53rd man on that roster. And that extra... Oh, yeah, here we go again. Blog Talk's finest. Already starting technical difficulties five seconds into the show. Pause my... Uh... Am I skipping or no? No, you sound good. All right. Well, hopefully it was just that one. So, uh, without any further ado, welcome everyone to our special edition uh, live Selection Sunday March Madness show. Sitting here watching the final minute and ten wind down in the Big Ten Championship here. I still don't understand why they choose to start all these tournaments on all these different days and everything. It just is so stupid. makes no sense. It all should be done already. Uh, If anything, it probably hurts one of these two teams if, you know, this goes down to the wire and they should get in and and don't or, you know, should get a higher seed or whatever. I always found it ridiculous. But neither here nor there. Michigan, Michigan State tied up at 60 with 110 to play. Uh, we're going to kind of just, I guess, go over what our bracket would be. Look, my bracket's going to be nowhere near what the bracket is uh, that comes out, but it's just who I feel like belongs and, and who deserves to be there compared to a lot of these absolute scrubs that are clearly on the bubble or last four in or uh, whatever's going on in a playing game. Uh, we'll just kind of talk about the championship games a little bit and, you know, you know, what our kind of feeling is on them and what kind of difference. And then we'll just get into a live show and give you guys some instant reaction and then live analysis as the brackets are picked. Uh, pause. How's it going today on, on your Saturday, man? It's going well. Sunday, though. Sunday. You're right. Sunday. My bad. Um, I wish it was Saturday. Yeah, me too. All right. So I guess uh, we could kind of just kick it back to – 
So Friday, I would say, I'll take it back to importance. Friday, uh, Duke Carolina. Both of us felt on Thursday show that if Duke won this game, uh, they would, you know, kind of go down as the number one seed or, or retake North Carolina and or you know retake Gonzaga. Um, I thought it was a good game. I thought that really the biggest development of the game, which has made it why it was closer than it was, was just the absolute atrocious play at Cam Reddish. He was really awful the entire tournament, ACC tournament. Um, but Cam Johnson absolutely took him back to, to high school and intermediate school and, and his uh, local park uh, for the first 13 it was either 13 or 14 straight points of the game. Uh, took him to school, took him to school. Coach K so pissed, calls a timeout, pulls Cam Reddish out, puts Jordan Goldwire in the game. Jordan Goldwire ends up playing 20 minutes in the basketball game, goes on Cam Johnson. He didn't have another point again till there was under five minutes left to go in the second half. So uh, the bad aspect of that for Duke was just how bad Reddish was. Uh, who was it? Javi. Javi got his fourth foul with uh, about nine minutes left in the second half. Reddish comes in, turns the ball over five times to go on top of his two offensive fouls that he had in the first half also in that little span. So not only was he getting schooled in the defensive end, he was getting schooled in the offensive end. And, um, and uh, whatchamacallit? And that, that the basically Jordan Goldwater coming in and completely shutting down Cam Johnson with the likes of Trey Jones on Kobe White uh, changed the dynamic of the game. And then what, what I was getting at was, was Reddish came back in the game. Duke has a seven-point lead. He has the five turnovers. Uh, one goes against Barrett because Barrett dove and tried to catch the ball. He had a little bit of possession of it, got swiped from the top side. Should have been a foul, wasn't in it, and the turnover went against Barrett, not Reddish. So he has seven turnovers, uh, two offensive fouls uh, uh, to go along with an absolute absolute drubbing and domination by Cameron Johnson for 13. Look, we know he hasn't played defense all season, but with that being said, uh, that was the difference in the game. I didn't think it was really all that close. Um, I, I was kind of, yeah, it was the only thing was like every time we were about to step on their throw, we just didn't, uh, mostly for Reddish, but uh, I was into it. I was excited and I was screaming. Uh, implications for it, I think uh, Duke, that makes Duke a number one seed, and we'll kind of get to yesterday, which you know possibly makes them a number one overall seed. Uh, pause on this game. Yeah, I was uh, I had some plans on Friday night, so I didn't get to see it. I only saw the last couple of minutes, but you know, just going back through and, and looking at the box score and, and the play-by-play and seeing highlights and stuff. The the thing I really take away from this is that Cam Reddish being so poor um, is something that could absolutely hurt them or derail them in the tournament. He is a liability on the defensive end, um, and he turns the ball over a lot. He can't make shots, wide-open shots. I I think if, if it comes down to, like, one player causing their demise, that one player is absolutely going to be Cam Reddish. There's no question about it. Um, and it's uh, – look, if I'm an NBA team and I'm watching him play, there is absolutely no way I'm drafting him. Um, I know he's being projected as, like, the number five pick in the draft this this coming uh, June. I could never see myself taking him. He is not NBA-ready at all. Um, his jump shot is nowhere near what they thought it was. And he gets plenty of open, wide-open looks in basketball games, and he does not make them. Um, it's not like he's – he's taking contested threes all the time or taking contested jump shots all the time. He's taking a lot of wide open jump shots because of the attention that 
Barrett and Zion draw, and he just does not make them. So uh, he is a he is one of the most overrated players in in America currently. He is not a first round draft pick talent. He does like I said, he plays no defense, turns the ball over, can't make open jumpers. I I mean, he's a replacement level player currently for Duke, and if he knows what's good for him, um, you know, for his long term career. Look, I understand he's going to get drafted in the first round, probably lottery and, you know, get his rookie deal and make, I don't know, whatever, $15 million. But if he knows what's good for him for his long-term career, he should absolutely stay with Krzyzewski at least another year, develop his jump shot, um, develop develop his game a little bit further, and, you know, that will turn into a longer, much more productive NBA career and uh, lucrative, more lucrative as well. Yeah, um... All right, a couple things. So their demise, the one thing I'll say is that I don't think Duke needs him. Uh, I know people may call that crazy. Uh, This is now the fourth game this season that Jordan Goldwire, who I've said for all season is is known as an elite defender, has come in and shut down the best player and or second best player on the offensive team and other team. Uh, this is UNC, who's who's think uh, thoughts of either possible fourth ACC or third ACC team as the fourth number one seed, um, as one of the four number one seeds, I should say. Uh, this isn't, I don't know, Gardner Webb or something like that. Uh, he's now shut down the best player on Louisville with Trey Jones, the best player on UNC with Trey Jones, and then came in and played uh, Culver for Texas Tech and got Duke all the way back in that game with Trey Jones on the point guard. So. Um, listen, we have a, an absolute monster amount of offense that the lack of can reddish really just doesn't even concern me anymore because he's been so irrelevant all season that at this point in time, uh, we're still beating these teams. Zion's still putting up his 25 and change. Barrett's still putting up his 20 and change. Trey Jones, this entire ACC tournament, he had probably his worst game of the season on Thursday. Yesterday and Saturday, he looked even better than his brother because his brother didn't really play that that great of defense. Trey is probably the best defender, uh, on-ball defender. I shouldn't say best defender, but on best on-ball defender in the entire NCAA. Um, and now he's shooting the basketball. He is one probably one of the top three facilitators in all the NCAA basketball. And uh, he looked even better than his brother. And just a lot of the celebrations make me laugh because they look exactly the same. And, man, I love Tyus um, and Trey. Look, uh, those the three of them is more than enough. Just like uh, when Duke won that national title in 2015, it was Okafor, Winsler, Winsler, Okafor, Winslow, and uh, Tyus, and a little uh, scoop and score of Grayson Allen, and a little meal. Javi's just like a meal. A scoop and score, Goldwire for Grayson Allen, uh, or Reddish for Grayson Allen. Uh, I think we're more than okay. And from that aspect, from an NBA aspect, I actually think that. Coach K feels that he kind of made a mistake on this one. Uh, just the kind of way he talks, you could hear him discuss things about Zion and Barrett and Trey and Goldwire. You never hear him say kind words or things about Reddish. And I think a lot of the reports that came out early on that he doesn't hustle, doesn't show up to uh, practices, kind of does his own thing, whatever. I think they thought that maybe when he got to Duke, they kind of switched that around. And I think they're realizing over this time that he still acts the exact same way. And I think Coach K is kind of over it and almost hoping he leaves at this point because um, he hates those type of players and he'll be the first one to tell you. And I could just, I, I just, that's just the vibe I get. I, like, I mean, he went as far as discuss the, uh, one of the main, 
managers the other day that literally like mixes the Gatorade and saying about how like how great of a job he did to have everything full uh, to give these guys fluids cup and down the court in the UNC game. And you just, I mean, to go as far and deep to mention your manager that literally, you know, mixes Gatorades and that's no knock on him. I'm just, my point is that you get that far down the line and you just don't get that far. You don't ever get to Reddish, but you Reddish just passed for the Gatorade guy. And uh, it just speaks volumes to me, I think. Um, okay. So that's that. Um, last yesterday. So kind of again, a couple of these, uh, or, well, you know, there's one thing actually I'll mention. So the Seton Hall Marquette game, I watched that after the, after the Duke game. Um, what a crazy, just absolute crazy game. Marquette was another one that they have a lead on the second half. You have to really worry about this team. Now, the more and more I watch, I'm kind of seeing what Paz is saying. I, I thought that, they ha- I always, I can't believe every time we come on the show, I forget these two guys' name, and every time I'm watching the game, I know them. Uh, also, Michigan State extends the lead to five with 2.3 seconds left. Uh, so they look like maybe they will end up stealing Gonzaga's number one seed. I hope they do deserve it. Anyway, um, I, I thought those two guys were nice counterpieces to Howard, uh, really the whole season, I thought. But now the more I watch, and, and kind of positive mentioned a couple weeks ago, uh, this more and more to me looks almost like the exact same situation in Purdue with Edwards, where they rely, Edwards relies, or Purdue relies on Edwards just as much as Marquette relies on Howard, and the counterpieces are just not as good as we thought they were. Um, there was a point, I mean, this kid is just getting triple, triple and uh, double teamed, and these guys are still just like throwing up fadeaway threes, and uh, it's insane. Uh, I heard that there was a lot. A lot of people at rumbling. I didn't get to watch the whole game. Obviously, Duke ended with about nine and change left in the Marquette game. Um, I heard this was the one of the worst, if not the worst, refereed game of all time. Uh, there were o- over 80 free throw shot, which broke a record. Um, it was insane amount of fouls. There was three guys thrown out. There was seven guys in total between foul outs and, and ejections. Um, that to me just tells me that the game got completely out of hand, but another, this will be five of Marquette's last six games have been lost with a lead by seven points or more with 10 minutes left to play in the game. And that's just really unacceptable. Uh, and I know seven sounds like a short number. Two of those games, they were up by 14 or more with 10 to play. Uh, that should spark uh, uh, something in your brain. Uh, pause on that last one on Friday night. Uh, yeah. I mean, same thing. I didn't really get to see much of it. I saw the, the ending and I saw obviously the commentary afterwards. Um, I mean, uh, you've, everyone's heard my views on refereeing in all sports multiple times on this show. I can guarantee you that as having no referee experience in my life, I could put on a, a striped shirt and referee a game better than 85% of the professional referees out there. I'm, I have no doubt in my mind I would love to have the chance to be able to do something like that. Um, and I absolutely think I can. And these referees are absolutely freaking ridiculous. And sometimes it's just impossible to watch basketball games or watch football games when these guys have their own agendas and want to make the game about them. The best referee games are games where you never hear a referee's name mentioned by an announcer because that means that they're staying out of it. They're letting the players decide it. And that's the way it should be on the court or on the field or whatever, whatever sport you're talking about. That's the way it should be. Um, And yeah, to have a a game where 80 something free throws are shot, literally touch fouls are being called every single time. 
it's it's ridiculous. The players hate it. You can tell they're frustrated. Um, and then for certain things like what happened with the ejections and the, and the flaring up of tempers, when they don't do things that they should do where, you know, when tempers start flaring early in the game, go over to players and talk to them and sort of let them know, look, if you do this again, you're getting thrown out. You're going to get a flagrant. You're going to do this. A lot of this stuff does not have to happen with foul calls. It has to happen with just going over to guys and talking to them and just being reasonable with them and being basically being a human being to them. And that will curtail 99% of the, the bullshit that happened in that game with the, you know, the fouling and the, and the pushing and the, and the shoving and all that stuff that will be five minutes into the game. They could have taken care of that and it would not have happened. So bad on the referees, bad on the NCAA, bad on everybody. Um, And if anyone out there of importance is listening Look me up. I want an opportunity to ref a college basketball game and show you that a normal, educated fan can do it better than 85% of the the hired, paid referees that are out there because it's a bunch of bullshit and these guys are fucking awful. I love the rant. What's crazy, too, is just to kind of add on to that, when I was uh, in my undergraduate, uh, getting my undergraduate degree, uh, part of my degree was called sports and exercise uh, psychology and physiology. So I had to take a uh, like electives or and you could, you know, you could have done something like basketball or I actually did take wiffle ball, but I had to fulfill uh, nine credits in that area uh, in order to receive my degree. So one of the class I took was actually uh, refereeing. And it's like, it's unbelievable that some of these people actually work up a ladder for 13 to 16 years to get where they are. And um, this is still kind of that, the things you see and get, and uh, it's unfortunate. Um, all right. So to Saturday, uh, we'll just go right from the top, uh, Florida State Duke. Um, I was slightly concerned in the first half. It looked like, honestly, that coach, and like I, I saw that I watched the postgame entire interview last night, and they kept saying that Zion didn't sit a minute, which is completely false, and that Trey didn't sit a minute. So I was slightly concerned the first half. It almost looked like coach was kind of, he felt like that Duke already had a one seed, and when he does that, he usually packs in the ACC tournament. Uh, Barrett sat for like three or four minutes. That's the first time I've ever seen Barrett sit all year. Uh, Zion kept coming out, came out for like two minute spurts. He sat Trey. Trey was averaging like 39 something minutes a game. Uh, if you take out, you got to throw out the uh, Q's game where he got hurt. But if you throw out that game, he was averaging like 39 points, eight minutes a game or something like that. Um, and I was starting to get concerned, just like the likes of throwing in Brankovic and like Reddish kept going out in two minute spurts. And I was like, oh, like, is he really going to pack this in? Let's get this number one overall seed. Uh, maybe a little bit of fatigued, but really, they, uh, they've been a, a real heavy second half team this entire season, honestly. I can't tell you how many times I've struck down on a minus one and a half second half or something insanity, and they win by, you know, 13 to 25, uh, you know. Uh, but anyway, neither here nor there um they just came out in the second half and it was rough shot uh a little bit for a couple minutes it got a little close i I just um i the only concern i have and it's still just it's a tiny bit of concern i i always feel like when zion goes on a little bit of a roll where like they kind of start pounding the paint and he scores like four or six i always look and turn at dominique and the ball was in barrett's hands and i just look and say to my wife like 
here we go. Like he's got to get his. And like, he just throws up a contested three pointer. That's an NBA range. And he does it all the time. And I just, I keep just waiting for it to be completely just about winning. And I still think for him, I, I it's way better than it was with Bagley. Bagley was t- 25% winning and 75% get mine. I think for Barrett, it's like 90% winning and 10% get his, but like, it's still there and it's enough a percentage where then that all of a sudden starts a stagnant thing or like we're up by 11. He takes a contested three pointer from the NBA range. They turn it to transition points right away. Now it's all of a sudden back at nine when it could have just been buried to 14, just pound the ball back in. Now it's at 14 and that pretty much steps on their throat. Now it's back to nine and you get some momentum and motivation that you have it with under 10 then you just, you know, run offense possession, don't convert. They come back, hit a three. Now all of a sudden it's a four, it's, you know, a seven, a six point game, a four point game. That's what happened last night. And it happens all the time. That's my only concern with them. I, I just, I'm waiting for the bridge to make it a hundred percent about winning. And that 10% has got to go. Cause it's every game. It happens all the time. It's so obvious to see. It's so obvious to know when it's coming and it's just unfortunate and that's all. But um, look, I said, I told everyone here on Thursday, they were going to run rough shot through the ACC tournament and go straight for a national title. I've been saying they're the best team in the whole entire country healthy all year. Uh, this win to me makes should make them the number one overall seed. You, there's nobody that can argue that you beat you, UVA, who's the current number on overall seed two times and, and you don't get it over them. Uh, and, you know, we could talk about the, you know, other things later. They have a better body of work than Gonzaga. They have a better body of work than Kentucky and beat them by 35. Um, they have a better body of work than Tennessee. And the number one overall seed currently is UVA. They beat by four. So just from the aspect of what the seeds were a couple minutes ago, um, I think they should be the number one overall seed with that win. I think that's the implication from this game. Michigan State wins another Big Ten title, takes out Michigan for the third time this year. Uh, just for an update, maybe that's a bump in Gonzaga off. Uh, pause on the Duke FSU. Yeah, I don't have much to add. Um, you kind of hit everything on the head. I'm not going to waste any more time on it. Uh, the implications, they are going to be the number one overall seed. Um, yeah, uh, there's – Really not much to add at all. All right. Um, Kentucky, Tennessee, Kentucky, very weird game. Uh, Kentucky had this game wrapped up a billion times, and usually in these conference tournaments, it's it's that's it for them. Uh, one seed pot potentially was on the line for them or, you know, winner of the SEC tournament. This is the semifinal game. And um, just a crazy, complete closing Um I was texting pause what it was, but it was just like they're up seven. And then again, Tennessee continues to do this. They've done it all season. I've complained about it all season. Grant Williams does not see the basketball for eight to 12 minutes spurts of every single game. Makes no sense. They finally down seven. They feed in the ball four straight times. He hits a three. He hits a two, another two and banks another three. And, uh, you know, there was a turnover, an offensive foul, a turnover, a layup for Kentucky in that span. But it, the lead went from seven to one. Uh, Turner hits his first three, and I forget what they were saying. It was like first three against Kentucky all season, all uh, all season, and that that puts Kentucky away on free throws. And uh, just an interesting game. Game was wrapped up, and usually for Kentucky, when the game is wrapped up in a big game that actually matters, uh, they seal it and and ship it away. Uh, and they just didn't this, uh, on this time. And uh, you know, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but that definitely knocks them off of the 
number one seed line and, you know, probably in the number two line. Pause on this one. Yeah, I mean, close game, I guess, evenly matched teams. I mean, I thought, I still think Kentucky's probably the better team. Um, but, yeah, I think both of these teams are going to be on the two line. And, uh, you know, they'll probably be in the south and the east, I would assume. Um, so, I, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Actually, they probably won't be able to be in the east because Duke is going to be in the east, and they're going to get the worst over the worst two seed. So, one of these teams will be in the Midwest. One of them will be in the South. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, they're going to be they're going to both be on the two line. It really, I guess, they were both playing for a number one seed at the time. If they could, either one of them could come up with the victory in the SEC title game. But um, yeah, I mean, Kentucky probably should have wrapped this game up and kind of gave it away a little bit. But yeah, I I, I don't. I don't really have much else to say. I mean, they kind of sputtered down the end. Uh, I don't know how much to I, – I don't really put – I'm not going to put much stock into it. I don't think it's like a, you know, a, a huge red flag for them going forward. I still think they're a a national title contender. Um, but, yeah, uh, they should have wrapped it up. They should have won, and it was just a, a rough ending to the game for them. All right, uh, takes us to Iowa State, Kansas. I didn't watch much of this, but I mean, you know, the roller coaster continues. Um, they go to the bottom of, you know, one whatever roller coaster track you like, the bottom of the lowest peak. Uh, you know, they rise all uh, to the lowest peak and they go all the way back to the top. I don't know, maybe Rolling Thunder. You go all the way to the bottom and come all the way back up top and go back down again. Here's Iowa State, Rolling Thunder. I don't look. I don't think Kansas is that good at all. But um, listen, I, um, I I don't know. I don't I don't think this conference is that good. Uh, but hey, I mean, look, we had this Iowa State team counted out. We talked about Thursday. They go from a two to a seven in in like three weeks, and uh, here they are, win the conference title, get bumped themselves up to a high seed, and we move on. Pause anything on this one? No, I didn't see a minute of it. But yeah, I mean, it's just. The roller coaster continues with them. I still don't think they will go too far because they are too erratic, but certainly it is nice to get a win like this and go on a nice little run prior to going into the tournament. At least you're playing with some confidence. All right. Seton Hall, Nova. Uh, look, guys, you know, um, game went down to the wire again. Seton Hall just is – they have a serious attitude issue. They get so wrapped up in – like they're just I think they're going to be beat by mental stuff like they're always in some type of fight they're all they try to you know play hard and pound and I understand that that's kind of their game but they're always in a spat with somebody in a pushing match and a shoving match um yelling at each other and this is that just make that's a makeup to unwind and that's basically exactly what happened in here pal's always talking shit to the crowd like they're just not for me there that's just not my style of basketball if that's kind of what they want to do to try to run rub shot through teams good luck but when you play teams that are well coached like nova they're not going to go down to that level and um you know, I, I just don't. I, I don't know how successful they could be against teams that are are coached well enough to uh, realize that it's a dumb move to stoop down to that that spot. Uh, pause on Seton Hall Nova championship game. Yeah, uh, I think that Seton Hall certainly 
can win a few games in the tournament. Uh, Powell is really good. He might he might be the better player compared to Marcus Howard in the Big East. Um, the way that he's sort of put Seton Hall on his back the last couple of weeks, um, and Howard has sort of sputtered a little bit. I think Howard's really dealing with a wrist injury. It's happened a couple times over the past uh, few games for him, like going to the back of the locker room and having to get it looked at and things like that. I think he might be a little more hampered than than people think he is, um, which could ultimately spell their demise because if Howard doesn't go for 30, they're probably not going to win their game against a, you know, a, a good team in the tournament. So um, at least Powell has a little bit of a – that team has a little chip on their shoulder. I know it's – it can be seen as a negative, but it could also be seen as a positive. They do play really tough defense. Uh, they play tough on the board. They play tough on offense. So, look, they're uh, they're a solid team, and and Nova has two really good players. But I don't know. I I, I think they're probably going to be on like that six line, and they're they're going to be gone first weekend. Uh, they're not they're not getting past the first weekend. So, not really much else to say about this game. It's you know it's two kind of middle of the road teams, but I think. I kind of prefer Seton Hall going forward in this tournament because I think they can cause matchup issues with more teams, whereas Villanova is either kind of shut down Booth, you shut down uh, – what's the other guy's name? I can't think of it right now. Um, whatever, you shut down one of their two big guys, and, you know, they're, they're – Yeah, kind of um, yeah, I kind of forget, too. Um, but, yeah, we all got your point. Um, then the last one of the night, Oregon waxes Washington by 20. Look um, – if it wasn't for Oregon's automatic bid, I don't have either of these teams in my tournament bracket if I was making one. So, I mean, you know, whatever. And I know Paz feels the same way, so I'm not even going to waste time asking Paz how he feels about it unless you really want to. Do you do want to say something about it? Uh, no, just that they're still a one-bid league. And yeah. they – and at the very most – Oregon should be taking Arizona State spot because Arizona State didn't even get to the final of this, and for them to have for them to be get they're going to end up getting three. I know, and I, I'm going to go off on it when when it pops up. But for Oregon not to just be taking Arizona State's slot because Arizona State was a borderline bubble team anyway, um, you know that's kind of how these things should work. Like you got beaten by a team, you got beaten by this team in the semifinals, and now you. We're on the bubble. Now your bid is gone. You lose your bid. Sorry, someone else took it from you. That's, you know, within the same conference. That, that's, it's a simple one-to-one comparison. You lost to them. You didn't get to your finals. You were on the bubble. Sorry, you're gone. Um, so Arizona State should 100%, 1,000% be gone from this. So. Yeah, conference is terrible. Uh, like I said, I don't have anybody from their entire conference in my bracket, but Oregon has to get an automatic bid, and I have them in as an automatic bid as a 12 seed. So, I mean, but clearly they'll be somewhere else. Anyway, uh, today, Auburn destroys Tennessee by 20. That takes Tennessee out of the running for a one seed. They'll stick at the two mark. Not sure what to make of this Auburn team. They looked very good early on, went on, went and sputtered. I can't stand Bruce Pearl, another cheater. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they draw because they could do some things that are, you know, whatever. Cincinnati beats Houston in a meaningless game by 12. Uh, I mean, meaningless to me. I think this conference sucks. Both these teams suck and uh, whatever. One of the two that stunk wins it out. 
uh, selection show coming on now. I'll let Paz talk about those two, and then I'll uh, I'll break down uh, you know as it comes out, and and we'll talk about instant reaction on the thing. Six five seven three eight three one six nine two. If you want to weigh in on on the uh, brackets being unveiled here, as we do. Uh, so Tennessee won their championship yesterday, or that's kind of the way that they they viewed everything. So they um, and here it comes as we all expected. Um, but uh, yeah, Tennessee I think won their championship yesterday. They put it all on the floor there and just had nothing left today. And Auburn shot the lights out. So look, good for Auburn. They I think they can kind of beat anybody, but they can also lose to anybody. Um, but for them to string together you know, like consecutive really good games is an issue for them. It's been an issue for them the entire season. Um, so they will um, they will absolutely get knocked out against a team that they should beat because they're just going to play – they're going to have to just throw a dud out there. And it's it's what they are and, and what they do. Um, and then as far as Houston and Cincinnati goes, use, uh, Houston beat Cincinnati both times in the regular season. Then Cincinnati gets them the third time. Here in the final, um, look, I don't know. I don't really have much else to say about it. Um, we both don't feel great about this conference. I don't think Cincinnati's going to go really anywhere in the tournament. I think Houston has a shot to go somewhere because um, their best is very good. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of see how they, how they break down, where they fall. I would assume Houston is probably on that three line. Uh, Cincinnati will probably be on, like, the five or six line, I would guess. Um, so, yeah. All right, so East Region rolls out. Duke, as expected by both Paz and I, get the number one overall seed. They will play on Friday the winner of NC Central and North Dakota State. Underneath them as 8-9, two surprises to me. I don't have either of these teams in my bracket tournament, Not so I guess surprise to me, as VCU as an 8 against UCF as a 9. Okay, that's the top of the Friday, yeah, those games will be on uh, Friday. Uh, underneath that, 5-12 Mississippi State against number 12 Liberty. And underneath them is number four seed Virginia Tech against number 13 St. Louis. We move to Thursday. Maryland Terrapins get a six seed. They'll be playing on Thursday in Jacksonville, Florida. And they will play the winner of a uh, play-in game between Belmont and Temple. God, uh, there's some interesting just, just teams in here. I, I love this. I love this. Belmont absolutely should be in the tournament. Uh, this is this is great to see. I love this. Um, we we had this argument. I don't know if it was Monday night or Thursday night or the the week or last Monday, whatever it was. Uh, but Belmont is 100% a tournament team. I'm very happy that that uh, that they got in. Also. Something to not necessarily overlook. Virginia Tech is the four in in Duke's bracket here. That's kind of a tough, uh, you know, obviously a revenge game there for Duke if Virginia Tech's able to get get back into the, you know, able to get over to that to there and uh, face them. But um, in the, I guess that would be the what the Sweet 16. But uh, with Virginia Tech getting Justin Robinson back, they're uh, they're a sneaky little team. I, you know, obviously we've spoken about them. They rely on the three point shot a lot. Um, but yeah, they're, they're still a solid team and getting their best player back. They're terrible. I'm not worried about them at all. 
There's so many teams in there that just don't belong. VCU doesn't belong. UCF doesn't belong. Belmont and Temple both don't belong. This is kind of getting a little crazy. All right, sorry. Um, okay, underneath Maryland and Belmont is LSU. Got a three seed against Yale, who got a 14. And it looks like Michigan State, unfortunately, somehow did not get a one seed over Gonzaga. Um, okay, underneath LSU Yale Thursday is Louisville gets a 7 against Minnesota, who gets a 10. Underneath them, as I just mentioned, number 2 Michigan State will draw the 15 in Bradley. Uh, so, let's see, my instant reaction here, I kind of did um, the top, hold on, let me just find Bradley real quick, like, uh, let's see right here. So I just did a quick, uh, you know, kind of what my top 68 teams or whatever would be. Um, yeah, so I'll just, I'll just run this down one more time. Friday, number one, Duke against the winner of NC Central North Dakota State playing game. Friday, VCU an eight seed against the number nine seed UCF. Friday, number five seed Mississippi State, number 12 seed Liberty. Friday, number four seed, Virginia Tech, 13 seed, St. Louis. It's the top half of the East region there. Played in Columbia, South Carolina, and San Jose, California. Underneath the bottom side of the East region, number six, Maryland, against the playing game of uh, the 11 seeds, Belmont and Temple. Underneath them, number three, LSU, or seeded number three, LSU, seeded 14, Yale, seeded seven, Louisville, seeded 10, Minnesota, and last but not least, seeded 2, Michigan State, against number 15 seed, Bradley. It's the bottom of the Thursday East region right there. So, again, my reaction, I kind of did top 68. Let's see. One, two, three, four. Oh, wait. There we go. I, so, for me, there's a, a one seed, a four seed, two five seeds, an eight seed, 13 seed, a 15 seed, and two play-in seeds in that bracket for me. Um, not so bad, not so terrible. Uh, let's see. So, let's see. You got Duke. Uh, I would say Duke kind of goes all the way through here. Yeah. I, I mean, I have Duke to go all the way through here. Louisville, interesting, as you have a Louisville squad who has really struggled and squandered of late. Uh, LSU in here without a coach. I'm sure they'll let Marcus Smart play. What a shock that is. Uh, interesting there. Yale has the opportunity to do some things. Decent team. Nice little sleeper. Uh, Bradley, NC State, uh, NC Central, NDSU. Eh. Michigan State. Oh, I actually, I forgot to include Michigan State. I also had them as a one seed, so that's two number one seeds. Uh, semi-tough bracket. Uh, no two seeds for me. No three seeds for me. One, four, two, fives, one, eight. 113, 115, two play-ins. So, uh, Paz, your thoughts on this region here, just the overall makeup. Yeah, um, I think it's a little difficult. I don't know why Michigan State is in this bracket because they're if they weren't the the if they weren't getting a one seed, they're absolutely the best two seed. So there is, I, I think the committee is kind of messing up there. I don't know why that's the case. Um, I, look, I, I think. I hope that we get to see that game because that will be an absolute war between those two teams. And 
two teams that uh, you know are on my short list of, of of teams that can actually win the title. Um, I so yeah, I, I'm kind of confused by that. I'm also very confused. I know I mentioned Virginia Tech. I thought same conference teams couldn't face each other until the elite eight at the earliest. Is that not the case, or is it just it, unless? There, it can't be done that way because the conference is getting too many teams in and they have to do that. But um, it's just kind of interesting to see three ACC teams in the same bracket or, you know, the same uh, the same region. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't even know. I, 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 every rule for the NCAA is, you know, good luck. So, I mean, your guess is as good as mine, bud. Yeah. Um, I really don't know. And I also find it, I find it a little funny, Michigan, I'm sorry, Minnesota playing uh, Louisville. So Rick Pitino's son, Richard Pitino, uh, matching up against his father's old uh, old team. That would be a, a nice little uh, fun little upset there and, and side uh, side story, huh? Yeah, that is interesting. Um, all right, some takeaways here. Uh, VCU, UCF, uh, man, that that should be a very good basketball game, VCU, UCF. Um very close offensively and defensively. VCU really struggles in the off, uh, struggles in the offensive side of the ball a lot, but has a very good lockdown defense. Uh, both really haven't played anybody. Should be a close game. Uh, you automatically move the one pass. I don't, you know, that's a once in a, you know, once in a couple of lifetime things, in, in my opinion. Uh, Mississippi State Liberty. That Mississippi State should, you know, walk the park with them. Um, We'll come, we kind of come back to this year. Uh, we'll go back there on a rail in the south. Up, but um, nothing here that I see that really jumps out to me. Virginia Tech should be able to beat St. Louis. Maryland should be able to handle Belmont or Temple. That's both neither teams any good at all. Uh, LSU, like, that might be a little concerning. Yale has some players there. Uh, Louisville, Minnesota. I kind of like Minnesota, actually. Maybe upset. Michigan State, Bradley. All right. Yeah, we'll touch on that a little bit more. Uh, South region we go to. Uh, Virginia, as expected, grabs the number one seed. They will play Gardner-Webb, who looks very excited for a team that, uh, well, I would say has a very minimal shot of doing much of anything. But Wait, so uh, I, was, I was literally just about to say that. I love when they – look, I love when these kids at these smaller schools are, are thrilled to get into the tournament and all that, but, like – if you were one of those teams that was like kind of on the border of maybe like a 15, a 14, a 16, whatever, like you were kind of throw them up in the air and you pick them out, like how could you be happy being drawing a 16 instead of a 15 and getting Virginia, you know? Like I would be like, yeah. there's no way I would be thrilled in that video right there. I'd be like, screw this committee. This is awful. <laughs> yeah, and I'm with you, dude. I, I don't understand. Uh, Old Miss, uh, underneath them, Old Miss an eight seed. Oklahoma gets the nine seed. Very interesting. I have those teams very close. I have Oklahoma as a seven seed and Miss as a ten seed. So uh, should be a very good game. Wisconsin, who I have as a three seed, drops all the way to a five seed. Uh, these games are all on Friday. Also, uh, top two in Columbia, South Carolina, and the uh, bottom two in San Jose, California. So the same exact area where uh, Duke is located. The, the top end of the East region is the same place as the top end of the South region. Uh, Wisconsin draws Oregon, who, oh my God, they should absolutely blast. That'll be interesting if Oregon gets up and down. Uh, Oregon 12 seed. Kansas State 
gets the four seed. They're like cheering it. here. I, I, Where's I, I, I oh, like there it he a is, lot. Mr. Wade, Mr. Wade in an air cast. Um, opposite foot. Uh, Kansas Ooh. State a four seed. They draw. Don't say anything. Yeah, your TV's faster than mine. They draw 13. UC Irvine, who's absolute scrub city. Um, they're worse than Gardner Webb, so that's a good draw. I kind of wish Kansas State and Wisconsin were flipped. I'd much rather Kansas State be playing playing Oregon than be playing uh, UC Irvine. To be completely honest. Oh come on, man. But either way, right. Kansas State can get through that. If Kansas State can get through that, they will absolutely beat Wisconsin. There's no question they will beat them. Yeah. Uh, all right, so to Thursday, Villanova, who I have as a eight seed, gets a six seed on the bottom side of the South region bracket. They will be playing in Hartford, Connecticut, and they will get the 11 seed St. Mary's. Ooh, baby. That eleven for them, my friend. That's a little high, no? Yeah, of course it is. But that, my friends, should be a ball game. I have Nova at eighty. Let's see where I have Nova. That should be a good basketball game. Okay. Uh, Nova. You're gonna be happy yes. about this. You're gonna okay. be happy about this. All right. Oh hell yeah. Uh, Purdue draws a three seed. They also are in Hartford, Connecticut, and they will absolutely blow Villanova away. Won't even be close. They draw Old Dominion, 14 seed. I actually like Old Dominion a little bit, um, hmm. but not all that worried about it. They uh, Purdue should roll through there, but Old Dominion, one of the better, I would say, mid-major, lower-major teams. Uh, Cincinnati gets a seven seed. I hope this is somebody that I've been waiting for to draw because Cincinnati is absolutely terrible. Uh, Cincinnati gets a seven playing in Columbus, Ohio on Friday. They draw Iowa, like, of course. So two absolutely god-awful teams. Uh, Iowa and Cincinnati both suck. And, I mean, have, have fun with yourself there. The two seed here would probably be what? They're going to go to Kentucky, Tennessee. Tennessee. So, oh, so nope. in the South, Tennessee. true. You're right. Yeah, the South. Uh, Tennessee gets the two seed here in the bottom of the South region. Uh, that's a free friggin' – that's a freebie for them because they will absolutely blow Iowa or Cincinnati through the roof. So, they, Tennessee, a free walk to the Sweet 16. And they will play the 15 seed Colgate. Colgate. Good luck with that. Nothing, nothing great. Um, okay. I kind of, I actually kind of like this Colgate team a little bit. I, I watched uh, a couple of the games in the Patriots, well, not to beat Tennessee, obviously, just as like a, a team and like a, a well-coached team, uh, you know, really solid all around in terms of all aspects of the game. Um, I, I, I just like them. I kind of wish they didn't draw Tennessee. I kind of wish they were more on that like 14 line or so, but uh I mean, this top part really looks like a walk. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'll do it again. Uh, so Friday. Virginia, uh, Gardner-Webb, one seed, 16 seed, and Old Miss, an eight seed, Oklahoma, nine seed, also on Friday. Five seed, Wisconsin, 12 seed, Oregon. And on Friday, a four seed, Kansas State, 13 seed, UC Irvine. Uh, Virginia advances, Old Miss-Oklahoma will be a close game. That's a tough one. That'll be a tough one. Uh, you know, definitely a bracket flipper. 
Wisconsin, Oregon. Uh, Wisconsin should be able to do handle themselves offensively. Uh, they are a much better, uh, much better team than Oregon. Almost double the team, I would say, in my opinion. Uh, who, who else was down there? Pause. Kansas State, UC Irvine. I mean, UC Irvine is okay. I guess they're one of the better outside of like Liberty, Northeastern, Murray State. New Mexico State, Yale, I, I mean, they're right there, but I, I wouldn't be concerned about them knocking them off at all. The bottom side, I'll repeat again, 6-seed Villanova, 11-seed St. Mary's, 3-seed Purdue, 14-seed Old Dominion, 7-seed Cincinnati, 10-seed Iowa, 2-seed Tennessee, 15-seed Colgate. Um, anything pause you see there that that uh grabs your eye Give, what's your kind of instant analysis with this one uh, again six five seven three three one six nine two if you want to talk about any of the march madness bracket unavailing where you are here um so I think that it's a little bit unfortunate for Tennessee that if Cincinnati is able to beat Iowa um that they are playing in Columbus, so it's basically a, a home a home game for Cincinnati. Um, but I mean, as far as this whole bracket goes, I don't know. Nothing really stands out too far to me from a like thinking there's going to be a whole ton of upsets in this bracket. Um, I think. I mean, can, I gotta I gotta take a look at a few stats and things, but. I mean, the UCI, I really wish Kansas State didn't draw UC Irvine. Um, I was kind of on a, you know, I kind of like UC, UC Irvine a little bit. I wish UC Irvine was playing Wisconsin, like I said already. I think they would beat Wisconsin because they match up really well with them. Um, Kansas State, I, I still think they beat them, but it's a tougher game than they probably should have, and they're going out to California for it. So a little bit of a home court advantage for, for UC Irvine there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know this from initial, my initial assessment of this, I think this is sort of a chalkier side of the, of the, uh, bracket, but, um, as opposed to the, the East region where I feel like there might be a chance for a couple upsets there. Yeah. I'm just taking a look here. Uh, I have like two more things. I didn't have Iowa or Cincinnati uh, in my bracket. If I, you know, if I was doing the top teams, I don't think either are any good at all. Um, so just kind of based off of what I have here, I have one one seed, two two seeds, a three seed, a six seed, a seven seed, an eight seed, a ten seed, a two twelves, two fourteens, and a and a play in. So. Uh, in my opinion, a much tougher um, bracket for the one seed Virginia um, than the one seed Duke. Um, so, you know, I uh, I would say that thus far, I mean, obviously only two regions have been sent out. I would say that uh, the South would be tougher than the East. Any thought, anything there, Paz, would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, I think the the two, three, four seeds are probably very similar on both ends, subtracting Michigan State being the best two seed in the uh, in the tournament. I, I I still don't understand why they're why they're in Duke's bracket. It doesn't make any sense to me. But because uh, there's no way the committee can tell me that Michigan State 
is the uh, the worst two seed and not better than Tennessee, Kentucky, or who's going to be the other two seed? Um, what can I think of the other team? Who's going to be the other two seed? Uh, you have UNC, Michigan, Kentucky left, Zaga, Texas Tech, Kansas. I, I don't know who you look for. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe Michigan? Are they the, the the second two seed? Or the last two seed? I think they're probably the last two seed. I don't know. You got UNC, Michigan, Kentucky, Gonzaga. Well, I think so. I think UNC and Gonzaga are the other two one seeds. Um, so I think it'll probably be Michigan and Kentucky as the other two two seeds. Yeah. All right. They are now. Again, six five seven three eight three one six nine two. If your team got shafted, if you are pumped up about them, please call in, interact with us, tell us your thoughts. If you see something that jumps off the page, you let us know. There it is. All bang, right. Bang. So the third one seed, the North Carolina Tar Heels. So, um, you know, did a, showed the committee enough to, uh, you know, bump themselves up there. Definitely deserving, in my opinion, over uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Zags. Uh, so they will just be a, a, a on little, Friday. Yeah, just a little note before uh, before the rest comes out and you break it down. How about mm-hmm. a uh, number four matchup uh, in the in the final game, uh, Duke North Carolina? That would be kind of entertaining, though. Yeah, why not? All right, uh, one North Carolina, sixteen seed Iona. Underneath them on Friday, also in Columbus, Ohio, is uh, Utah State as the eight seed, who I also didn't have in besides getting an auto bid. I mean, you know, it, it, it's too many of these teams just don't play anybody and just take a free ride in. Uh, you know, congrats to that. Um, the ninth seed they will be playing is Washington, another absolutely scrub team that I didn't have in the tournament at all. They should not be in the tournament. Uh, good for Utah State. They should be able to knock those scrubs off and get themselves to move on. Uh, I mean, neither of them belong in the tournament, but besides Utah State getting an auto bid, but whatever. Uh, and then Thursday in Salt Lake City, Auburn plays themselves up to a five, uh, being an eight going into the um, SEC tournament. They will be on Thursday, Salt Lake City, Utah is a five seed, Auburn playing. Okay, we got it. We don't need to hear your opinion about what they did today. Let's get to who else they're playing. They are playing New Mexico State, who is my sweeper team of the tournament. We'll have to take a look at how I like that draw. Now, it's not the team I was uh, hoping to see them against, that's for sure. New Mexico State. Underneath them, a four seed, Kansas. They will be playing... Also in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, and this is also on Thursday still. Come on. Who's the 13? They're doing too much talking now, killing time. 13 seed seed at Northeastern. News. Uh, so, you know, try to help Kansas and Cheater Bill Self out a bit there. So All right. the top of this the, bracket, the top of this bracket uh-huh. is an absolute cakewalk for North Carolina. Absolute okay. cakewalk. All right. Uh, top of the mid uh, or middle or bottom of the Midwest region, six seed Iowa State, who I was hoping New Mexico State would draw one seed away. 
against number 11, Ohio State. I mean, I thought Ohio State should be in as an eight seed, and a lot of people had them out. I'm completely okay with Ohio State getting in. They deserve a tough schedule, played well. That's that's to me is deserving. They are a 11 seed against number six Iowa State, and you know what? Maybe they take Iowa State out. Okay. Why, why is it every why have every single team we're getting a breakdown on pause now all of a sudden? Three seeds, Houston. Um, I had them as a nine seed. They haven't played a soul. I hope this is somebody semi-decent, or I wish it was New Mexico State, but whatever. I hope that it's semi-decent because this team is fucking awful, and I would can't wait to use it. Georgia State? Like, come on, dude. Well, that's unfortunate. So now Houston probably gets out of their first-round game against a team that's not very good. There's many other teams that could have drawn that 14 seed. I would have liked to see them against, but whatever. Uh, underneath them, uh, that is on Thursday in Jacksonville, Florida, seven seed, Wooford, who I had as an 11 seed. Let's see. They play in Jacksonville, Florida, Thursday. The 10 seed is we'll – still, we'll still just talk about every single team in the tournament for funny 25 minutes is that they're not going to do analysis after this for an hour. Number 10 seed, Seton Hall. Uh, that's a, that's a it's going to be a good basketball game. This is going to be a yeah. really good basketball game, a really fun game to watch. That's a we're, tough draw. We're absolutely and, be, and possibly the tw- – poss- I don't think you are, but you're going to be working still. Oh right, it's Thursday. Damn it. That game, that game's either that game will either be twelve fifteen or nine fifty. That's when the seven tens are on Thursday, or at, well, every seven ten. Uh, okay, and then the two seed to round out the bracket is uh, Kentucky, and they should really completely. I mean, this should be a, this has UNC Kentucky written all over it. No, I mean, my God, uh, fifteen Albaline Christian. This is by far, I think. Uh, this is a pretty easy bracket. Uh, yep. So that rounds out. So back to the top. One seed, North Carolina. 16 seed, Iona. And Columbus, Ohio, Friday. Also on Friday in Columbus, Ohio. 8 seed, Utah State. 9 seed, Washington. On Thursday, Salt Lake City, Utah. 5 seed, Auburn. 12 seed, New Mexico State. Also on Thursday in Salt Lake City, Utah. 4 seed, Kansas. 13 seed, Northeastern. Anything on that, Puss, that stands out to you? Oh, well, hold on. Let me do this real quick. Uh, also on yeah, Friday, yeah, six-seed Iowa State, 11-seed Ohio State in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Also in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Friday, three-seed Houston, 14-seed Georgia State. On Thursday, Jacksonville, Florida, seven-seed Wofford, 10-seed Seton Hall, and two-seed Kentucky, 15-seed Albaline Christian. Anything that stands out to you, pause that bracket. Uh, the main thing that stands out to me is that there are a lot of bubble teams that have not been that people have been talking about that have not been mentioned yet. So there is a very good chance that a team that teams like uh, you know Arizona State and uh, like who else are we kind of St. John's? I I would be very very nervous if I was either one of those teams right now. The fact that there's only there's only one spot for them basically. Uh, it's either the Actually, they could end up playing each other, I guess, in one of those in the playing game for the other, the other 11 seed or the other 12 seed or whatever it is. But um, yeah, I think my main takeaway here is really just the fact that there's not there's 
16 spots left, and there's a lot of these bubble teams that probably were expecting to get called. And I think the Kareemis, from a standpoint of the teams that have they've mentioned already, I think they've done a, a very good job. I mean, I guess I don't I don't think a lot of these teams belong in the tournament, but teach their own. Um, let's see. I had out of this bracket, I had one one seed, one two seed, one three seed, one four seed, one five seed, one eight, one nine, two elevens, two twelves, a thirteen, a fourteen, and two play-ins. So uh, this is definitely much easier than the East bracket, and much easier than the Midwest bracket, I th- or the South bracket, I think this is the easiest bracket for one seeds by far. Uh, UNC definitely got a gift here, and to me, this looks at, look like North Carolina, Kentucky, all over it uh, in the Elite Eight. Utah State, Washington are terrible. Auburn's not good. New Mexico State is okay. Kansas is awful. Northeastern's awful. Ohio, Iowa State will only be good. En- they're only good enough in such a roller coaster team. They'll only give you a good enough effort for not the amount of games they need to to ever win an NCAA championship this year. Ohio State is good. Houston is absolutely atrocious. Georgia State stinks. Wolford is okay at best, and Seton Hall is not very good. So, uh, to me, this is just North Carolina, Kentucky. Uh, you could take it to the bank. This should be absolute cakewalk. Pause. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree with you. I also can't believe that they put Kansas in the Midwest, so that way if they get to the Sweet 16 that they're going to be playing in Kansas City. That is a joke. Um, they are not the – they should not. They should absolutely not be a four seed, um, and they should also absolutely not be in the Midwest. That is a that's a complete joke by the committee. Um, you're obs- like you're obsessed said, with this of- location crap, dude. You know it. You know yeah, attendance absolutely. has been down by like ninety one percent over the last like ten years, right? For these NCA games, no one goes to this yeah, shit, dude. Yeah, but when teams when teams are when teams don't have to travel, that should have to travel. Um, and get luck draws like that, that it just shouldn't happen that way. It really should not I happen. Mean, just, I don't know if it really matters, man. Like I said the other day, Duke went to, like, California, Texas twice. They were basically in the, where they need to be for, like, one one weekend. I mean, I, I don't think it matters that much. But, I mean, I don't know. All right, let's see if these uh, absolute friggin' scrub of a team in Zaga got the fourth one seed. I would assume so. There's not much left that could have received yep. it. So uh, what a joke. Yeah. All right, so the West bracket, number one seed out there is Gonzaga. Gets absolutely gifted by who should – this should be Michigan State seed, but uh, whatever. Uh, there's definitely teams that are going to be called that could beat them. FSU still out there. Michigan probably Michigan. can't. Yeah, but I don't know if Michigan play, play is has enough for them to beat them. But FSU is definitely longer and and talented enough to beat them. Um, let's see. All right, so Gonzaga one seed. These are Thursday in Salt Lake City, Utah. Gets Fairleigh Dickinson and Perry View A and M, who are two of the you know. Wait, did NC Central get called yet, dude? They didn't. Uh, yes, they're, they're going to be. Duke. Yeah, oh. they're. Oh, oh, okay. I was or whatever. Say, oh They're in the God. Duke playing game. There's no way that Duke doesn't deserve the worst team in the tournament. Okay, so uh, number one, Gonzaga. This is Thursday, Salt Lake City, Utah. 
Uh, draws the winner Fairly Dickinson and Prairie, Prairie View A&M. Good luck with that. Uh, that's, that's obviously a quick one. Underneath them on Thursday, also in Salt Lake City, Utah, is Syracuse, who could definitely beat Gonzaga. Uh, Syracuse could 100% gotta, beat Gonzaga. 100% beat Gonzaga. And number nine, Baylor, who is absolutely awful. But, I mean, I had them as a nine seed, so they're right where I had them spotted. I had uh, – where did I have Cuse here? I had Cuse a little bit higher. I can't can't find them. At a, don't know where they are. But, yeah, I had Cuse as a nine seed too. So, yeah, so uh, they get an eight, nine here. Uh, that will be Cuse meeting Baylor, uh, also in Salt Lake City, Utah. Underneath them, uh, also on Thursday in Hartford, Connecticut, five seed Marquette. Draws Murray, 12 seed Murray State. Uh, that is a Marquette is a team that could absolutely shut down a guy that has absolutely one player. This will basically be Morant versus Howard. Uh, I think Marquette got a real gift here because uh, and Murray State got kind of screwed because there's a lot of teams that Murray State uh, could have taken down. I don't think Marquette is one of them. Marquette is a defensive oriented team, shuts down players completely. Not good. Somehow the Seminoles only get a four seed. Um, that's that's a little crazy to me. Uh, let's see who they draw. They're going to draw one of the bubble teams now. I mean, oh, yeah, no, but... Oh, no, they're not. It's the 13. I, no, it's not. All right, I want to see which one. Yeah, so, I mean, Vermont's not that not good, so uh, they'll rock them. Yeah. Marquette, Florida State, huh? Yeah, Marquette can disrupt them completely. Uh, All right, okay, uh, then that goes to the six seed on Friday. Six seed is Buffalo. Uh, they are playing on Friday. This team is definitely a beatable team. NBA-style offense. Don't play any D at all. Need to pour it in. Your man right there that's snapping selfies with his red cell phone is your three-point lefty shooter. They are in Tosa, Oklahoma on Friday, and they will be playing the winner of Arizona State St. John's. St. John's plays the exact same style as Buffalo. If you want to play an over, if St. John's wins that game, that game is going way over. Both teams play absolutely no defense and uh, play NBA-style basketball. Disaster with Arizona State. They should not be in this, but I did also, like three minutes ago, say that Arizona State and St. John's will be playing a playing game, correct? I don't know. I wasn't listening. Friday, also on Friday, Texas Tech, three seed, which not really deserving of a three seed. Please draw right now somebody that has a lot, a lot of offense. Please, 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 Northern Kentucky. All right. So Texas Tech gets a freebie. Northern Kentucky's offense. Oh, God. All right, uh, seven seed, Nevada. Please draw somebody that could also shoot with them and play a little, t- just a tiny nope. bit of defense. Nope, somebody nope. that can play absolutely no <laughs> offense. Jesus, God. So Nevada draws a freebie. All the teams that I just, all I needed was something other than what they're getting. I don't get. Uh, and then Michigan, obviously, completes the two seed there. So, wait, did Maryland get in, dude? <laughs> Yeah, they're Where's in Duke's region. Duke's okay. region. How, how, did I, how did I miss that? Um, Maryland. This is, a, this is a dream, dream draw for Michigan. This is – Michigan has – like.
like just on my my initial reaction here, Michigan has the Michigan and North Carolina have the two easiest draws of uh, of anybody in this tournament. I mean, North Carolina's draw is way easier than Michigan's. I mean, this is this 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 whole conference is just straight defense, dude. Syracuse defense, Baylor defense, Marquette defense, Murray State defense, Florida State defense, Vermont nothing really. The, every single team in this bracket just plays lockdown D and has absolutely no offense. Uh, Buffalo. Buffalo has your offense. Texas Tech, no offense. Defense. Florida, all defense. Nevada, all offense. Michigan State defense. So this is going to be your, your unders right here. This is where your unders are going to be. Um, I mean, Gonzaga, what else is new? Draws a complete, you know, complete another gift. Uh, so let me go over it. Uh, let me go over it one more time. I'll pull it up. Belmont doesn't belong in this tournament. Neither is Temple. Neither is Arizona State or St. John's. All four of them shouldn't be in. That's terrible. Texas, Nebraska, Penn State, Clemson, Iowa, all more deserving. TCU, NC State, Creighton, Bama. Iowa's in? Okay. Iowa's in. All all these teams are more deserving than this, guys. All right. Uh, Okay, West Region, one more time. Gonzaga, one seed against the winner of Fairleigh Dixon, Prairie View A&M. Syracuse, eight seed against the nine seed Baylor. Five seed Marquette versus 12 seed Murray State. Four seed Florida State, 13 seed Vermont. Six seed Buffalo, 11 seed Arizona State, St. John's. Three seed Texas Tech, 14 seed Northern Kentucky. Seven seed Nevada versus 10 seed Florida. And the two seed Michigan versus the 15 seed Montana. Instant reactions on this one, pause. Pause, are you here? Sorry, I've been on mute this entire time. All right, um, go ahead. Yeah, um, I, I think I just I, my my issue really just is I can't believe the Pac-12 has three teams in this goddamn tournament. That conference is like look at the list they have the the build, multiple bids by conference up there. The Pac-12 yeah. is worse than the Ohio Valley, worse than the West Coast, worse than the Mountain West. They're they're at the bottom. They're basically at the bottom of that list. Which, like I said, they're they're tenth on the on the power conference list. The fact that they have three teams in this tournament is an absolute joke. Um, Arizona State is a far worse team than NC State. A far worse team than you put UNC Greensboro against Arizona State. I guarantee you, UNC Greensboro wipes the floor with them. Um, no question in my mind. Indiana wipes the floor with them. Um, uh, TCU probably plays a close game with them. I, I don't know if they they beat them, but uh, look, Arizona State is it, Arizona State is the worst is the worst team in this in this bracket. Minus um, you know obviously the the 16 seeds and whatever that won their their conferences. Arizona State Arizona State and St. John's are the are the two worst teams in in, in the bracket, and uh, I don't think it's even close. I think uh, like I said, I just named three or four teams that should be in ahead of them. Um, St. John's great wins, but just terrible losses. And I think, uh, you know, I think the committee, I feel like they didn't really follow a, a set strategy. It wasn't like, like sometimes you see, all right, we're going to go with good wins outweigh bad losses or, you know, bad losses out, outweigh good wins. It's kind of, they kind of just took like a, a handful of teams that have both of those things and left out teams that, that look kind of exactly the same on paper you know I, I don't know uh, look it's a tough job I get it but when it comes down to it um, you know I, I think you kind of have to weigh conferences I think you have to weigh um, you know what these teams did in their head-to-head versus 
you know, like Arizona State is a, a simple example. They're on the bubble. They lose their game to Oregon in the in the semifinals of the tournament. Oregon gets their spot. That's that's simple. It's it's done. It's over. It's easy. It's uh, you know, it's clear cut and dry. That was an easy one for them. Um, and it was a layup, but they they didn't take it. And then you know they get into tougher situations with comparing St. John's to NC State or St. John's to TCU and or UNC Greensboro, and you know that's kind of the way it goes. So. All right, let's collect ourselves here. I need to I know I need to to do it at least because while I'm doing all the announcing, I'm not doing highlighting. So oh, there's teams in that I didn't realize are in and stuff. So let's take I'm going to take a quick break here. Uh, we're going to collect ourselves and we'll go back up to the East region, kind of give our thoughts about each region and, and we'll call it a night uh, and come back Wednesday. So quick break here. I'm going to collect myself, make sure I have everything um, up to snuff and then we'll come back. We'll start at the top with the East region and just kind of work our way on analysis and in, instant reactions from there. Uh, quick break. Uncut sports talk feature and Rhino and friends also six, five, seven, three, three, one, six, nine, two. If you want to weigh in on your team being in out, good seed, bad seed, whatever, give us a call. We want to hear from you and hear your thoughts. Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never And I need you, and I'm down for you always, KB. Do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me. Cause I want you, and I need you, and I'm down for you always. Got it, no, I'm on next. 
clean conscience, good Samaritan company, send me clothes so I'm wearing them, if you didn't know, well, I'm from the birds, everything I drop recorded by a big germ, I smoke herbs and I make music, I don't even talk about it, boy, I just do it, everybody got their own opinion, the reasons why they feeling them, you must admit he's killing them, running off adrenaline, waiting for the game to want to let him in, so open up, the boy a barrel of a smoking gun, whether I'm old or young, the chosen one, I got a hundred billion floats to come, All right, we're back on Uncut Sports Talk. Future Rhino and Friends, 657-383-1692. Give us your thoughts about the March Madness uh, bracket selection, uh, bracket reveal. Uh, You know, love it, hate it. Your team wish you wish your team was somewhere else. Think your team has a good ride. Think someone's got screwed. Think someone got help. Let us know. Give us a call. Uh, To the top of the East region, um, I'd say the second – Second toughest region. Uh, let's see here. VCF, UCF, or VCU, UCF. I don't think either of them belong in the tournament. Uh, should be a competitive game. Uh, Duke obviously knocks out NC Central or North Dakota State. Mississippi State, Liberty. I don't think Mississippi State's okay. They're not great. Uh, Liberty is pretty poor, I would say. Uh, eh, I don't know. They're one of the the better of, of these teams, I guess they're, they're kind of with the likes of New Mexico state. Um, maybe, maybe I could see it. Maybe that's a possible one. If you're, if you're dying to take one, uh, Virginia tech, St. Louis at uh, St. Louis is typically, you know, that was a team that a lot of people took as a sleeper back in the day. Uh, I don't think, I don't think V tech is that good. They live and die by the three, but I don't think St. Louis is having one of the years that they typically have, uh, V tech gets Robinson back. They should be okay to move forward there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have that one. If you were thinking about it, uh, Belmont and temple both don't belong in the tournament. Maryland should be able to wax either one of them. They both, they both got gifted to be in there. I just heard this guy talking about Belmont's quad one wins against Murray state and Lipscomb. I mean, come on, please. Um, LSU Yale. Uh, this one's a little interesting. LSU should should be able to roll these guys. Yale has a player that's pretty good, uh, and they they're having a decent season, and and he could do some work. LSU coachless. Uh, I'm sure the NCAA will let Smart play because you know God forbid they lose out on any money. Interesting game. Also one I don't think I would see an upset. Uh, Louisville Minnesota is interesting from the standpoint of um, look. Louisville is one of the best teams in the country for a, a little bit of time or one of the top five teams in the country for a little while. Went on this monster skid, couldn't close games after the Duke one, couldn't do much uh, in the ACC tournament to prove people otherwise they're back on there. Minnesota, in an extremely tough conference, has played pretty good basketball. This should be a very competitive game, and if it's close in the end, you would have to give the likes of Minnesota. This is another one here, I would say, potential upset. Uh, and then Michigan State should wax Bradley. Um, you know, we'll go more in-depth in these, you know, when we do our bracket show on Wednesday. But uh, I would say that – and then I would say Duke should definitely come out of there and – Michigan State should definitely come out of here, and this kind of looks like a pretty, almost a pretty cut and dry Duke Michigan State. Also, I would say. Pause on your East Region analysis. Yeah, sorry, I just have to get this out before I forget about it. Um, the idiot that they just had on on the uh, selection show there, that was in the committee room talking about teams 
that they weighed teams' losses higher than they did teams like good wins. That's that's basically like the what he was alluding to there. There is absolutely no way that could be the case when talking about Arizona State and St. John's. Arizona State has lost games this year to Vanderbilt, who has nine wins, Princeton, who has 16 wins and really wasn't very good all season, Utah. They lost at Stanford, who has who's 15 and 16, losing record in the awful Pac-12. They got waxed by 21 points by Washington State at home. 21 points to Washington State at home. And you're telling me that this team doesn't have the worst bad losses on, of any team that was on the bubble there? That is a complete and utter joke. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to get over this. People are probably going to be sick of, sick of me talking about it, but Arizona State has the worst resume of any of the top 75, 80 teams in, in America right now. The absolute worst, and there is no way that they should have even sniffed the tournament. They shouldn't have been able to sniff that fat idiot farts from two miles away to get into this tournament. Absolutely no way. It's total joke. It comes down total to this is the bullshit. one thing that you forget, dude, and that's unfortunate part of you called me a conspiracy theorist instead of what it is. This comes down to money, and I told you from Jump Street that the Pac-12 would get this many teams in because they got to line the Pac-12 pockets too, man. That's all it comes down to. It's about money. Don't let yourself get wrapped up to it. Play freaking throw six hundred dollars in the opposite side of Arizona State and call today, and that's unfortunate, dude. That's the God's honest truth. You call conspiracy theorists, it's fine, but it's just what the truth of what the matter is, and this is what this is the outcome of that. I told you this days ago, man. You did, but I still am going to get riled up. I understand. I understand. Uh, I mean, you could rile up, but you just got at some point in time just come to the conclusion. You realize that it's not conspiracy theories, man. It's just the God's honest truth, man. These these this all these cats care about. But yeah, go ahead, give me your right. uh, give me your um, East Region analysis. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think VCU UCF will actually be a not that I think either team is very good. I think it will be a, a like a good basketball game. From it might not be the most sexy game to watch because all of these teams play slow. They play like really good defense. Um, you know, not great on the offensive end. But I think like in, just in terms of a a good close basketball game, I think that's what you're going to get from the VCU UCF game. Um, Mississippi State against Liberty, that's going to be a fun game to watch. Liberty 100% has a chance to to pull that upset. Um, I'm excited to see Maryland play against – I think Belmont is going to wax Temple. I really do. Um, so I that probably will be a, a, you know, a little play for me there. But um, I think Belmont waxes Temple, and I think they play Maryland really tight and have a very good chance to pull that upset. Um, I unfortunately don't think Yale has enough firepower to hang with LSU. Not that I'm a big fan of them. Um, LSU, I mean, sorry, Louisville, Minnesota. I think Minnesota definitely, I think Minnesota might be favored in this game. And if they're not, um, that'll be a play for me right off the bat. The moment the, the moment the spreads come out and they are, uh, getting plus money, uh, that will be a, a play for me for sure. And, uh, like you said, Michigan state will absolutely wax, uh, Bradley. Any opinion on who you think meets up there? Is it uh, cut and dry Duke, Michigan State, or do you see something else in uh, shake up? Yes. You don't have to go no, crazy because we're going to do a pretty in-depth uh, Wednesday show, but just yeah. off the top, yep. off I, the first I sight. First sight, um, I don't know if this is me hoping or wishing, but uh, I really hope we get to see Duke, Michigan State because that will be a, a hell of a basketball game. Okay. 
Just for the record, Wait, they met in the hang, same hang exact spot in 2015. So they, the committee is putting the, the list up now of the number of where they had these teams. They have Michigan State as the sixth overall team, so I don't understand how they're in Duke's bracket. That <laughs> makes zero sense. That's unbelievable. Twenty. They have UCF as the thirty-fourth best team. I can name at least one, two. I can name at least six teams that are better than that. Ken Ken Palm has UCF as the forty-sixth team. These guys have missed thirty-four. VCU. I mean, come on. All right. Uh, to the west, to the south region. I don't want to keep everyone going nuts. Uh, Number one, Virginia. Number 16, Gardner-Webb. Number eight, Old Miss. Number nine, Oklahoma. Number five, Wisconsin. Number 12, Oregon. Number four, Kansas State. Number 13, UC Irvine. Number six, Nova. Number 11, St. Mary's. Number three, Purdue. Number 14, Old Dominion. Number seven, Cincinnati. Number 10, Iowa. And number two, Tennessee. Number 14 or 15, Colgate. Um Let's see here. Uh, Virginia beats Gardner, Webb, Old Miss, Oklahoma. Uh, this is another very close eight nine. Um, hmm. I, I I mean this 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 is this is right here. This is a. I would give a, a slight edge to Oklahoma, but I mean as slight as possible. This will probably be one of the better first round games of the entire weekend. Uh, Wisconsin, Oregon. Uh, I don't think Oregon is any good at, at all. They don't even belong in the tournament. If it wasn't for an automatic bid, they they shouldn't even be here. Uh, Wisconsin, look, they need to get their offense done. I uh, or they got to get their offense going. Uh, I think their offense and defense are both better than Oregon, and they should be able to do enough to move there. I'm not not seeing that as a five twelve upset. Kansas State, UC Irvine. I know Paz says he doesn't love the matchup, but I mean. Uh, is UC Irvine one of the better? Uh, they're probably the only ones up there that are better, I would say, are Liberty, mm, Murray State, New Mexico State, of that group that, you know, I'm kind of talking about, you know, the likes of Yale, et cetera. Um, so that's one of the tougher draws for Kansas State. Do I think that they could beat Kansas State? No. Uh, well, I don't. I got to see what's going on with Wade, but if he's definitely out for the whole tournament, no. Uh, Nova St. Mary's. Uh, I guess St. Mary's. I don't think belongs in the tournament really. If they don't win their conference, and people could say all of a sudden they're going to the Final Four all they want. But however, Nova on a down year has two players, and uh, St. Mary's has one of the uh, better defenses despite not playing great offenses. Uh, this should be another great game, and I would not talk anybody off trying to steal 11 seed points if you're in a bracket pool that has seed plus win. Uh, I could definitely see that. Nova out weekend one to St. Mary's. I could see it. Uh, Purdue three. I think Purdue is one of the sneakiest teams in the tournament. Uh, Purdue at three there. Gets 14 Old Dominion. I, I would say Old Dominion is a tier lower than, like I said, the, the the teams in the group of the Yale, the Vermont, the Northeasterns, UC Irvine, Liberty, whatever. They're all they they are a tier above all of those teams. A pretty good tier too. Uh, should be Purdue should be okay there. Cincinnati, Iowa. Cincinnati is terrible. Iowa is even even worse. Both these teams stink. This is a game that you just have to flip, uh, pick one, pick the other in a bracket because they're both awful, and who knows who's going to show up. Tennessee, Colgate. Tennessee should take that. Not worried about Colgate. Um, I actually think Purdue should be able to 
easily take out Tennessee here. Don't love Tennessee all that much. Purdue just needs to get their offense going. They have a better defense. They play better offenses, play better defenses. I think they're just better team than Tennessee uh, up and down. I think uh, this is a, a edge. Virginia is, as we've mentioned on the show a billion times, Virginia, Wisconsin are like the same exact team, except Virginia has a much better offense and a better D. Virginia should get out of there without a problem. I see this as uh, first sight, Virginia, Purdue, South Region, Elite Eight. Pause, uh, your South Region first sight analysis. Um, yes, I, I second you with the Ole Miss Oklahoma game. I think it'll be a very good game, an entertaining game, and, and a wide open game. Um, I, I listen. I, I just listened to Seth Davis, and he thinks the world of this Oregon team. Apparently, he thinks uh, he thinks Oregon and UC Irvine are going to uh, going to both pull the upsets here in, in these uh, these two matchups. So. These guys are like TVG, dude. You don't listen to them. They're, they they got to get they get no. told what to say, just like these other, just like TVG does. No, I know. I just I just like hearing people like you know be kind of ridiculous on on TV. Yeah. That's all. Don't um, even waste a minute. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Wisconsin gets by here. I think Kansas State gets by here as well. I think this is a dream matchup for Kansas State in the second round of the tournament. Um, the the best possible five seed that they could have drawn was Wisconsin, a team that can't score on offense. Um, a team that they can absolutely throw a couple bigs at Hap and, and, and shut him down. Um, I really, really like the, the matchup here for Kansas State in the second round. Again, another place where I hope that I can get some plus money on Kansas State in the second round of the tournament because that will be a, a nice little play for me. Uh, St. Mary's Villanova. I think this is going to be also a very entertaining game. I Same as you, I would not talk anybody off of St. Mary's, if they told me that St. Mary's is going to win this game, I, I have, I have zero feeling on this game as of yet. I have to look at a couple things, um, you know, see, see a couple things, see, uh, how, how they match up in a certain different couple different places. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be a very good game. Old Dominion, I think is a very solid team, but I, I do like Purdue as well. Cincinnati should handle Iowa. I kind of hope this is a little, uh, you know, a tight spread here as well, because I think Cincinnati should should really just kind of roll over Iowa, especially in a home game in Cincinnati. I mean, in uh, Columbus, and then uh, them against Tennessee. That'll be a, a fun game to watch. I think. Um, I think Tennessee probably just has a little too much for them, but um, yeah, I, I think this kind of comes down to a, a a fun UVA Kansas State game, and then a a pretty fun Purdue uh, Tennessee game as well. Um, and then I, I really could kind of see either one of Purdue and Tennessee uh, playing each other. And uh, I think Villanova, uh, Virginia is, is just the, the far superior team in that top half of that, of that bracket. All right. To the Midwest. Number one North Car- or one seed North Carolina, sixteen seed Iona, eight seed Utah State, nine seed Washington. Again, you want to talk about your team? Any thoughts you have? Six five seven three three one six nine two. Five seed Auburn, twelve seed New Mexico State, four seed Kansas, thirteen seed Northeastern, six seed Iowa State, eleven seed Ohio State, three seed Houston, fourteen seed Georgia State, seven seed Wofford, ten seed Seton Hall. 
two seed Kentucky, 15 seed Abilene Christian. I, I'm not going to really take much time here. I'm not going to repeat myself at, at, at all. This is by far the easiest region. This has North Carolina, Kentucky, absolutely all over it. Abs- I mean, this is the easiest cakewalk. If you could get yourself like, I don't even know, plus 100 or even minus 120 that North Carolina, Kentucky make the uh, uh, final four or, or win the Midwest region, uh, go bet it right now with as much money as you can. Utah State and Washington are awful. Auburn stinks. New Mexico State is a good team in that you know tier of those teams. Uh, Kansas stinks. Northeastern stinks. Iowa State is a complete roller coaster. As high as they come up, the faster they go down. Ohio uh, Ohio State is good for being in the conference. Not really great at all. Houston is atrocious. Georgia State sucks. Wolford stinks. What Seton Hall stinks. This is North Carolina, Kentucky. Like I said, if you get minus 120, minus 150 that North Carolina, Kentucky win this region, go take it to the Bank is as easy as it gets right here. Pause. Yeah, um, this absolutely has North Carolina uh, playing Kentucky written all over it. I think there could be a couple of like upsets in terms of um, other, you know, like within the the bracket. Like I could absolutely see New Mexico State beating Auburn. I could absolutely see Northeastern beating Kansas. I can absolutely see Ohio State beating Iowa State. Um, I don't think Georgia State has enough to beat Houston. Uh, but I think that Wofford Seton Hall game is absolutely going to be amazing. I'm going to have to have that on my phone and, uh, you know, sneak it while I'm at work and stuff. But, um, yeah, this has North Carolina, Kentucky all written all over it. And North Carolina, as I said earlier, North Carolina and Michigan, I think have the two easiest, uh, paths to the, to the final four in their regions. All right. Um, and to the West region, we got Gonzaga one seed versus the winner of playing game 16 seed Fairleigh Dickinson and Prairie View A&M. Eight seed Syracuse versus nine seed Baylor. Five seed Marquette versus 12 seed Murray State. Four seed Florida State versus 13 seed Vermont. Six seed Buffalo versus playing game 11 seed Arizona State versus St. John's. Three seed Texas Tech versus 14 seed Northern Kentucky. 7-seed Nevada versus 10-seed Florida, and 2-seed Michigan versus 15-seed Montana. Uh, Gonzaga waxes either one of those 16 seeds. Syracuse, uh, Baylor. Uh, I, I just I think Syracuse is much. I don't even I didn't think Baylor belonged in this tournament. I think Syracuse is much the best here. Uh, I look for Syracuse to take this game. Marquette, Murray State. Will be and uh, I think Marquette literally got the best possible matchup they could have. Murray State plays no defense at all. Marquette needs to play against a team that doesn't play any defense. They will be able to get their offense going, and they are a team that completely shuts down teams that have one or two players like the likes of Nova, Seton Hall, etc. Uh, Marquette should roll this. Not a 512. I see. I know people love the 512s. I'm not seeing it here. Um, 
Florida State, Vermont. Florida State will absolutely roll this Vermont team. Buffalo plays the winner, Arizona State, St. John's. I'll have to see who comes out of here, uh, but I would be all over the Buffalo, St. John's over if those two NBA, complete NBA-style offenses, ISO, NBA-style, up and down the court, play each other. They both play no D, and all they do is try to run the NBA-style offense, ISO, and run up and down the court. Arizona State stinks. Buffalo might get a gift there. If, if Arizona State gets by, they should be able to beat Arizona State. Texas Tech should be able to take out Northern Kentucky. North Kentucky's not good. Nevada, Florida. This will be a very interesting game. Florida has the worst set offense that I've seen this season. Uh, and Nevada uh, plays, uh, has all offense, relies on really just Caleb Martin. If he's going, they go. If he's not going, they don't go. But they haven't played a soul all year. Will be interesting to see if Florida can continue to shoot a little bit like they have in the SEC tournament, uh, which would be a nice uh, 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 possible and nice 10 over 7 there. Michigan should roll Montana. Um, I actually think both, I think Syracuse, uh, I don't think Marquette can. I think Syracuse and Florida State can beat Gonzaga. Florida State should be able to beat Syracuse. If Texas Tech could shoot it better than Michigan, Texas Tech has a better D than Michigan, Texas Tech might be able to knock out Michigan. I think predictability-wise on first sight, this is the hardest one. I could see Gonzaga, Syracuse, Florida State, Texas Tech, and Michigan all being able to come out of this one. So I, I can see five teams that have the ability to win this West, West region. Uh, first sight, give me Florida State versus Texas Tech in the Elite Eight. Pause. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of hit a lot of the points on the head. Um, I think this was a, a very good draw for Marquette. I think that, you know, they kind of needed needed one of those positive, uh, you know, teams that really is free-flowing and, you know, won't really be able to put much pressure on them at the end of the game where, you know, turning them over and things like that. Um, so I think that was a very good draw for them. I think Syracuse will wax Baylor. I think Syracuse will also defeat Gonzaga. I'm just kind of looking at some, some stats here with Gonzaga. They – they uh, they don't turn the ball over that much, and they also don't force teams to turn the ball over, which is kind of where Syracuse can get into a little bit of trouble. Um, I'm just looking at, at this. Actually, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think this, yeah, I, I absolutely think Syracuse is going to win this game against Gonzaga. Um, and like I said, we'll we'll think of something on Wednesday night for me to, uh, you know, for like a little side bet, side wager type thing where I said that Gonzaga is not getting out of the first weekend. Um, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll 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 do something fun and we'll talk about it on Wednesday night. But uh, yeah, Gonzaga is not winning this game against Syracuse. No 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 doubts in my mind. Um, Florida State, I think they will wax Marquette. Um, Buffalo, I've been talking about how I want to fade them so much, but I mean, they got the, they got the matchup of the two worst teams, the the two worst at large teams in the, in the draw 
Um, so they're going to be playing, take obviously save the 16 teams and the, uh, you know, the 16 seeds, the 15 seeds, whatever, they're playing one of the two worst teams in, uh, in all of the bracket. So they will probably win that game. Uh, Texas Tech as well. I, uh, same thing with Nevada. I really wish that they got put up against a team that could put up a little bit of a fight with them. Um, I hate this Florida team. I think they suck. Um, I also think Nevada sucks, but they, the Florida just won't be able to score enough points against them. That's really what it'll come down to. Um, and then, as I already mentioned, Michigan got the easiest draw along with North Carolina of the entire, um, you know, the entire tournament. So, I think uh, Michigan State. I'm sorry. I think Michigan absolutely comes out of the bottom of that uh, of that uh, bracket, and I think Florida State comes out of the top of that bracket. And I think it's a obviously, like I said, a Florida State Michigan uh, Elite Eight matchup there. You really think Michigan got a gift here, man? I do. I 100 percent do. All right. Of all the, uh, who do you think has the easiest path of all the one seeds? North Carolina. Not close. Okay. How about the two seeds? Uh, Michigan. (laughs) Oh, yeah, true. See, I don't think Michigan has that easy of a path. I would say uh, I'm with you, North Carolina, and I think Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, like, that yeah. that, that that region is absolutely god-awful, man. I mean, absolutely god-awful. I was hoping spreads would be out so we could, you know, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, just things that stand out. Uh, I want to see some, st- uh, you know, some spreads that stand out to us, and but there's just nothing out yet. And I, I honestly, I kind of forget how long it takes for them to come out. Uh, uh, I'm starting to see some things here. Early openers from South well, Point. Just... Uh, LSU minus 10 to Yale. Louisville minus 4 to Minnesota. Michigan State minus 20 to Bradley. UCF and VCU is a pick em. Liberty, hey, Mississippi. Rhino, why don't you... Miss... Yeah, go ahead. Why don't, instead of like going through all the spreads, why don't you, and like not really knowing if these are, you know, obviously the South Point is a, a somewhat reputable source, but why don't we kind of just talk about games that we think we see the spread differently than what Vegas is going to see it. How do you, what do you think? You think that kind of works? Uh, it's just hard to do these ones because like, I don't have, um, I haven't looked at like, honestly, I don't know where all the regions are and stuff or where everything is. Uh, sure. I could, I could try to give it up a little bit. Um, like, like for instance, I'll, I'll just take a couple. I'll I'll give you two or three. You said Louisville has a four-point favorite against Minnesota. I will definitely be on the uh, Minnesota side of things there, um, without okay. without question. Um, I will absolutely not that I think Vegas will see this differently, but I think Cincinnati is a far superior team to Iowa. Um, so I will. I would lay five, six, seven, eight with Cincinnati there um, and feel comfortable about it. Um, I think Utah State is a formidable opponent to for Washington, and I think Washington might be favored in that spot. Um, so I would be on the Utah State side of things there. Um, I think Ohio State can keep the game close against close against Iowa State. So I would take the plus probably six, seven, eight that you're going to get with uh, Ohio State there. Um, I would probably take the plus money with. I would probably take. 
in the Wofford Seton Hall game, whoever is plus money, that's who I would be on because I think it's going to be a a battle. And uh, you know, down the stretch, this probably is a one possession game, but who knows? It might end up being a pick'em or a, you know a one, a, you know a minus one on either side. So I'd stay away from that. Um, I would lay five, six, seven points with Syracuse and feel comfortable about it. Um, I would lay big points with Marquette as well. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of the, kind of the way I see like things that really stand out to me as in terms of mismatches on the on the court that that might not play as well or might not seem like it in terms of the Vegas spreads. All right, some some stuff starting to trickle out now. Um, North Dakota State minus three to North North uh, Carolina Central. That that's one to me that stands out big. North North Carolina Central is the worst team in the entire. Uh, March Madness to, uh, tournament, and it's not it's not close. Uh, they are absolutely awful. They're in the bottom three fifty teams in the entire NCA. I know I'm not saying North Dakota State's any good, but the 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 difference between those two is drastic. That's one that stands out to me big time. Um, St. Mary's getting five to Nova. That stands out to me. That's interesting. I didn't think that they would be. I didn't think they would get that much against Nova. I guess. They're just, you know, playing on the fact that Nova is a household name, obviously defending champions, things like that. But uh, that seems a little high to me. Minnesota plus five to Louisville. That's what that end, that one ended up opening at. Yep, I'm definitely on the uh, Minnesota side there. Nevada plus one to Florida. That stands out for me for the mere fact that Florida can't score at all if K- and Caleb Martin comes in hot. Uh, that's almost one you take and you just say, if Martin comes out hot, uh, I win this one by 30. If he doesn't, I'm willing to take a, a, I'm willing to take the loss because I mean, Florida can't score at all. So even if he comes out with a 70% effort, uh, he, he should, he could blow them away. That's kind of one of those games where you just take and you hope you get the better side of him. And if you don't, you say, Hey, I, I played, I put my money on him and you know, he didn't come through. It is what it is. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you 100% you know, there. What else is standing out to me? New Mexico State plus eight against Auburn. This is my sleeper team, but I don't like that matchup for them. I was hoping they would get a more guard-oriented team. I was praying they got Iowa State, who they could completely kill on the offensive boards, and that's the type of team New Mexico State is. They're guards, but all can rebound the shit out of the ball, and one of the top rebounding teams in the whole tournament on the offensive glass, but that's not a matchup for them. Auburn can rebound with, with anyone when they want to. Kansas is only eight and a half to Northeastern. That's interesting because I think Northeastern's on a, a different tier. Cuse is minus one to Baylor. That one stands out to me. Yep. Yep. Um, what else am I seeing here? Um, everything else so far, pretty status quo. Uh Houston minus 12 and a half to Georgia State. I mean, Georgia State's just so bad. I wish that was like anybody else. 12 and a half is just not enough. Liberty, Mississippi State. That That's interesting. Well, Mississippi State minus eight to Liberty. Like, Liberty's not that good. And that's pretty much it. They don't have a lot of the Friday out. But, yeah, so those are the ones that stand out to me. Anything there that you, you kind of like, Paz? No, I, I kind of agreed with the same ones that you did. The Syracuse one for sure. 
Um, the Nevada one, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think those two will definitely be plays for me come, come uh, you know, whenever, tomorrow, the next day, whatever. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add? Any thoughts? Anything else? I mean, that's pretty much all I got without, like, you know, going to in a real depth, in-depth bracket, which we're going to do Wednesday. I don't want to, like, you know, hand out a whole bunch of stuff and then say, oh, wait, I'm not doing that anymore type of thing. Anything you want to add just to kind yeah. of about the night in general or whatever? No, I mean, I think I think I kind of voiced my, my strong opinions in terms of the, you know, teams that got in and, and teams that didn't. Um, I think, like you, I, I need to take take tonight and, you know, tomorrow and, like, really digest everything and, and kind of put some numbers together and, and, you know, see how these teams match up in a certain key, uh, few key areas that we've been, we've been sort of tracking you and I for, I, you know, we've been obviously watching a ton of college basketball the whole season, but, um, you know, really kind of putting some numbers to paper now and, and, and showing how teams perform in certain scenarios. So, uh, you know, we'll obviously take a look at that and, uh, have some stronger opinions for the folks out there come Wednesday. That's for sure. All right. So we'll wrap up our March Madness Selection Sunday show at, that, at this point. Uh, we'll be back. What we're going to do is we're going to come back on Wednesday. Uh, we're going to each give out our individual bracket, and we're going to do an uncut sports talk bracket together. So that will be Wednesday, March 20th, 2019. Um the earlier the better if we can maybe do a seven to nine that'd be great but if we can't make it timing wise we'll stick to eight to ten and uh that'll be you know that'll be really good that's gonna be a lot of fun and uh i'm sure paz and i didn't disagree on a a bunch of stuff so we'll uh we'll see how it all shapes out and so you'll have two individual brackets and uh analysis from a joint bracket so uh, a lot of analysis, a lot of info. Uh, we'll have all our our bets too, because uh, we've worked on the formula and the models, and uh, those will all be able to to be out what we're on, uh, including ones that we're also individually on. So uh, you'll have you know bets from a, a model built from stats since for over the last uh, 11 years of March Madness, uh, two individual uh, analyzed brackets and a joint analyzed bracket. You give us a follow, Uncut Sports Talk, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also give us, listen to all these live radio shows, rip back on podcasts, on iTunes podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio uh, at Uncut Sports Talk. Uh, As always, from your host, Rhino, and your co-host, Paz, we will see you March 20th for our bracket and sports betting show from earlier the better reader seven to nine eight to ten see everybody then thanks for joining us later hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus